Hello guys, welcome back to Gen Avatalk and gosh, I haven't done this type of video for a long time. But today I'll be telling you guys about Discord. How Discord somewhat accidentally invented the future of the internet. So most long time Discord users have a similar origin story. They like playing video games and like playing with their friends. So they use TeamSpeak or Skype to talk to your friends and game. They mostly hated TeamSpeak and Skype, but they were really the only options. Eventually, a lot of these gamers realized something. They wanted to talk to their gaming friends, even when they weren't in the game. And they wanted to talk about things other than games. Their gaming friends were their real friends. As luck would have it, in early 2015, a new tool called Discord showed up on the market. Its tagline was not subtle. It's time to ditch Skype and TeamSpeak. It had a text chat, which was cool, but mostly it did voice chat better than anybody else. Early users set up private servers for their friends to play together, and a few enterprising ones set up public ones, looking for new gamer butts. I don't have a lot of in-real-life friends that play games, one Discord user who goes by Mikey on the platform said. So when I played Overwatch, I started my first community to play games with anyone on the internet. You play a couple of games with someone, and then you're like, hey, cool, what's your Discord? Fast forward a few years, and the Discord is at the center of the gaming universe. It has more than 100 million monthly active users in millions of communities for every game and play imaginable. Its largest servers have millions of members. Discord's slowly building a business around all that popularity, too. And it's now undergoing a big pivot. It's rushing to turn the platform into a communication tool, not just for gamers, but for everyone from study groups to sneakerheads to gardening enthusiasts. Five years in, Discord just now realizing it may have stumbled into something like the future of the internet, almost by accident. Going all in. Pivots are actually crucial to the history of Discord. It wouldn't exist without them. Before he was trying to reinvent communication, co-founder Jason Sion a Cytron was just one of those kids who wanted to play games with his friends. That was the era of like Battle.net, he, uh, he said. I was playing a lot of Warcraft online, dabbled in MMOs a little bit, EverQuest. At one point, he almost didn't finish Kosh thanks to too many hours spent playing World of Warcraft. Cytron Cytron, learned to code because he wanted to make games. After graduating, set out to do just that. His first company started as a video game studio and even launched a game on the iPhone's app store. First day in 2008, that petered out and eventually pivoted into a social network for gamers called OpenFaint, which Cytron described as essentially like Xbox Lives for iPhones. He sold that to the Japanese gaming giant then started another company, Hammer and Cheese, in 2012, with the idea of building a new kind of gaming company, more around tablets and core multiplayer games. It built a game called Fates Forever, an online multiplayer game that we used a lot like League of Legends, but it also built voice and text chat into the game, so players could talk to each other while they played. And then that extremely Silicon Valley thing happened. Sidon and his team realized that the best thing about their game was the chat feature. Not a great sign for the game, but you get the point. This was circa 2014, when everyone was still using TeamSpeak or Skype, and everyone still hated TeamSpeak or Skype. Sidon and his hammer and shizzle 
and Andy Hammer and Chisel team knew they would do better and decided they wanted to try. It was a painful transition. Hammer and Chisel shut down this game development team, laid off a third of the company, shifted a lot of people who knew roles and spent about six months reorienting the company and its culture. It wasn't obvious if the new idea was going to work either. Then we decided to go all in on Discord. We had maybe 10 users, Southern says. There was one group playing League of Legends, one World of Warcraft, Skilled, and not much else. We would show it to our friends and they'd be like, this is cool, and then they'd never use it. After talking to users and seeing the data, the team realized its problem. Discord was better than Skype certainly, but it still wasn't very good. Calls would fail, quality would waver. Why would people drop a tool they hated for another tool they learned to hit? The Discord team ended up completely rebuilding its voice technology three times in the first few months of the app's life. Around the same time, it also launched a feature that let users moderate, ban, and give roles and permissions to others in the server. That was when people who tested Discord started to immediately notice it was better and tell their friends about it. Discord now claims May 13, 2015 as its launch day because that was the day strangers started really using the service. Someone posted about Discord in the Final Fantasy XIV subreddit with a link to a Discord server where they could talk about a new expansion pack. Cylon and his Discord co-founder Stan Vishnevsky immediately jumped into the server, hopped into voice chat, and started talking to anyone who showed up. The Redditors would go back say, I just talked to the developers there, they're pretty cool, and send even more people to Discord. That day, Sion said, we got a couple hundred reg registrations that kind of kicked the snowball off the top of the mountain. One user who goes by Vint on Discord was among Discord's earliest cohort of users. He and his Battlefield 4 playing friends ditched TeamSpeak for the app. Right as they were also starting to do more than just talk about Battlefield, we were moving away from being purely about the game to being more about general community. Discord let them set up different channels for different conversations, keep some order in the chaos, and jump in and out as they wanted. Vin said that one feature in particular stood out. Being able to just jump on an empty voice chat, basically telling people, hey, I'm here, do you want to join and talk? Almost everyone I talked to picked in that same sample to explain why Discord just feels different from other apps. Voice chatting in Discord isn't just setting up a call. It doesn't involve dialing or sharing a link or password or anything out of formal. Every channel has a dedicated space for voice chat, and anyone who drops in is immediately connected and start talking. Uh, the better metaphor than calling is walking into a room and plopping down on the sofa. You're simply saying, I'm here, what's up? And that to the list of things about Discord that turned out to be unexpectedly powerful. In retrospect, of course, it feels obvious. Vishnevsky describes it as feeling like a neighborhood or a house where you can move between rooms, which is a radically different thing than most online social tools. It had no gamification systems, no follower counts, no algorithmic timelines. It created a place on your computer and on your phone, Siren said, where it felt like your friends were just around and you could run into them and talk to them and hang out with them. You open up Discord and see that a few of your friends are already in the voice channel, you can just hop in. The third place. From a technical perspective, none of this is easy. It definitely requires a different way of architecting the system, Vishnevsky said. Discord spent a long time working on making it easy to be in voice channel on your phone. Then seamlessly 
switched when you open Discord on your computer, and continues to work on latency, the enemy of every real-time communications developer. More recently, the company has added video chat to the stack, believing that what's the next level of high-fidelity conversation Discord needed. The team wanted to build a way to screen share during a game, basically creating a small group or private Twitch that would let users stream, stream games with their friends watching. Doing that in 4K at 60 frames per second was hard enough. They weren't sure how they added either. They should add a separate channel for video. Uh, I mean, should they add a separate channel for video, or would users have a hard time choosing between voice and video? They eventually added it into the voice channel, turning it into an incremental step up from voice rather than a separate thing. There's not much that Discord does that users strictly can't do elsewhere. On one hand, it's a lot like Slack, blending public channels with easy side chats and plenty of ways to rope into the right people. It's also a bit like Reddit, full of ever-evolving conversations that you can either try to keep up or just jump into when you lock in. In fact, a lot of popular subreddits now have dedicated Discords for more real-time chat among Redditors. It uses simple stats indicators to show who's online and what they're up to, but by pulling all those things together in a way that felt more like hanging out than doing work, Discord found something remarkable. Everybody talks about the notion of the third place, but nobody's come closer to replicating on online than Discord. Beyond just making sure things work right, flexibility is key to Discord. The ladder of communications from text to voice to video has always been important to get it right. Communities can decide who get access to certain tools and design the space however they want. But it goes even deeper. If you're in a video chat, for example, you can choose whose video you're seeing. Not just whether yours is on or not, you can also be in multiple chats at once, blending one into a background while focusing on another. It's supposed to all work in harmony, Vishnevsky said, but not focus you on something special something specific like Google Meet or Zoom, doing it passively is also a core feature. When users say Discord just feels better, that's usually what they're talking about. While soon, teams and others focus on building teleconferencing features, breakout rooms, Q&A, integration with work tools, transcripts, that sort of thing, Discord has continued drilling down on quality and latency. We invested a lot in integration with GPUs and stuff like that really deeply. Vishnevsky said, Voice was solved long ago at scale, but we wanted to solve it with 1,000 people in the voice channel, and they could be all talking sub-million second latency. That's no important for people on a teleconference call, turns out, though, it was important for a lot more than gaming. As Discord grew, so too did some of these communities, and pretty quickly, many of them took on lives outside of games. Finn found himself running a pretty large community, but all things Formula 1 racing not long after he joined Discord, I was actually not the creator of it. Someone else created it and basically abandoned it immediately. Vin joined at the very beginning in 2016 where there were only 50 or so people on the server. He checked to see who owned the server and thus had complete control over it. In fact, I was totally uninvolved Discord user. Um, Vin was eventually tracked him down on Reddit and asked him for admin privileges so he could add some new features, and then he just gave me ownership, Vin explained. The guy was focused on creating a Formula 1 group on KIK, or KICK, which he thought it was going to be the better platform. Whoops. Vin's goal was to build a big community, and not around any particular game, or even necessarily around racing. I want to build something that was more of a general community where people feel welcome and just share the interests of Formula 1. 
The Formula One server now has more than 5,700 users. The history of the internet since that group that size almost inevitably devolved into some kind of messy chaos, making moderation and community building hard to keep up with. Finn said there have been challenges, true, but for the most part, things have worked out okay. Discord moderation bot named Carbot does a pretty good job of automatically deleting problematic messages and alerting the mods. Then if that happens, we ban them, Vin said. We don't want anyone who uses that kind of language in the community. Those are the rules. When users join the Formula 1 server, they have to read and agree to those rules before they're allowed to post. So that's the society we want to see. Not everyone has it so good. Discourse troubles, problematic content are epic and well documented. It has a various times being a home to members of the Fortune and Asian crowd, a number of cool kids club, service that are only barely disguised KKK groups, and countless examples of online bullying, hate speech, and other kinds of awful behavior pops up everywhere. What happens on a platform isn't necessarily meaningful different from, say, what happens on Reddit or Facebook, but experts have said they worry about Discord because its semi-private nature and small team make it harder to police. Since Discord's users skew young, there are even more challenges. Discord employees now admit they noticed this too late. The problematic content on the platform only um, became an urgent issue after the deadly protests in Charlottesville in 2017, which had been planned and discussed openly on Discord for a long time before the event. Before that, there was no trust and safety team at Discord. Sean Lee, who leads that team, joined the company about a month before Charlottesville, and for too long, the company thought its job was just to keep the worst up, like the pornography, the racial slurs, the fragrantly illegal content of, off the platform. It turned a blind eye to the rest, figuring that because it wasn't a public space, what was the harm? Just don't join the server and nobody can come after you. Now they see it differently. Discord is like a country of 100 million inhabitants, living in different states and towns, Lee said. We make the rules on what is allowed to help shape society at large, and we empower server moderators and admins to help us enforce and expand upon them based on the needs of their communities, he said. He wants to help moderators create whatever kind of community they want, and Discord is also getting better at giving moderators the tools and know-how to do so. But only within the boundaries set by the broader platform, these didn't exist for too many years. Now, Discord's trying simply to be clear and forceful about what's acceptable and what isn't, and to enforce those rules consistently in investing in bots and other automated mod tools, but the trust and safety team now makes up more than 15% of Discord staff. Whilst there's still plenty of bad stuff on the platform, progress seems to be strong. Um, meanwhile, the other thing Discord has to figure out is how to make money. This is a significantly less urgent problem. The company has raised nearly $400 million, including $100 million this past summer. That valued the company at $3.5 billion. Forbes estimated its revenue at over $120 million this year. Point is, Discord has plenty of runway. There is not often a clean exit path for huge communities, platform for body reputation for moderation. Just ask Twitter and, sub- and Reddit. Eventually, the com- company is going to have to make real money, and Sidon and Vishnevsky both adamantly say they don't want to sell ads or user data. Users have long made businesses out of Discord. Mikey, for instance, eventually graduated from playing Overwatch to running a big server for people who play FIFA and 
particularly those who like to play its addictive ultimate team mode. Mikey and his team moderators and of moderators and admins run a VIP server inside the larger community, um, where for $13.99 a month, they offer exclusive trading tips, guides, and more. Everything runs through PayPal and similar services, though, and Discord doesn't see a dime. Over the last couple of years, Discord has become a place where lots of streamers, influencers, and others chat more directly with their fans. Discord has official integrations with Twitch, Patreon, and more, but it doesn't get the cut there either. So far, Discord's main source of income has been Nitro. It's $10 a month premium service that lets users change their usernames, use more emoji, and get both video and voice in slightly higher quality. Discord always had bigger plans. One plan seemed obvious, sell games to gamers. In 2018, Discord launched the Discord Store, with a hand-selected set of games available for purchases, done with beating uh, TeamSpeak and Skype. Discord is coming for stream, for Steam, sorry. except that didn't work. Users didn't come to Discord to find games, they came to hang out with their friends. The store only lasted a few months, Nitro Games, a Netflix 4-game service that sounded like a lot like Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation now, they last much longer. But on the plus side, the Nitro 10-month premium, uh, I mean $10 a month premium service has added emojis, which is you can make literally any um, any pictures and emoji. So that's kind of cool. The Discord store's failure was an eye-opening moment within Discord. It caused another pivot. Discord had to be less about video games and more about becoming the place where people hang out with their friends. It was now in the era of Fortnite, Minecraft, Roblox, and so many other games where being together was far more important than activity on the screen. Now, I'm also in the Discord server myself. Whether it's private, whether it's public for YouTubers, which are very popular and people were like, there are so many channels, like more than 100 places. There's like games... Uh, there's I'm not in like game server and stuff, but my friends are in there and they say that it's pretty crazy in there. There's also some role playing groups. There's also some dating groups if people were interested in like that. And there's so many people in many places. So if you go on Discord, you'll definitely find someone to talk to, twenty four seven. This is the end of my episode, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Jenna, I will say thank you. Hit the like, subscribe, and share one. And goodbye.